Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage. Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together. Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage. Welcome to episode 39 of Destination Marriage. I'm Tommy. And I'm Jackie. And we are thrilled you have joined us on this journey today. Absolutely. So today's topic is titled Life Updates, The Gates Divorced, and The Three Eyes. Ooh, sounds like a good one. (laughs) I hope so. So baby, why don't you lead us off with some updates on what have we been doing the last few weeks? Yeah, so it's been interesting. Um, So uh, my my birthday this year landed on Mother's Day. and really full weekend we had a great time great weather was perfect Mm -hmm. um and then the next day i woke up went downstairs well i was attempting to go downstairs to to get some coffee and jackie took a tumble okay so here i am i'm like i'm walking on sunshine (laughs) and then totally (laughs) crashed on the stairs oh man i heard it uh, literally from my office across like the entire length of the house and you landed squarely like on your back, lower back with yes. right on the edge of the stair, all your weight on that one spot. I had fallen and I could not get up. It was you terrible. Really couldn't. Yeah. The pain was excruciating. It even almost hurt just to cry out. I couldn't even make tears roll down my face because it hurts so badly. I don't even know. You know, it's like you always laugh about those commercials where it shows some people with back pain that lights up red. Yeah. This was lighting like, up like, like purple just, and orange and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was, I felt it was terrible for you. Firing yeah. off. So we took you to the ER because yeah, went to the, ER. the pain was really, really bad as the day progressed. Yeah, we tried to wait a couple of hours just yeah. to see, you know, maybe some ibuprofen, a little bit of ice. Maybe it'll start to subside. It actually started getting worse, and I started to get concerned because you know when you go on WebMD and you no, go, I hate like, WebMD. It's like you either you have, have a broken hip yeah, and you three have, vertebrae, or yeah, I, right, yeah. <laughs> you either have a bruise. <laughs> A broken back, you know, or, <laughs> or like a spinal tumor. It's like, come on. Yeah. Um, but so, the doctor, it was hurting so bad. The doctor was worried that maybe you had, had bruised your kidney. So yeah. like, that's how bad the fall was. But anyhow, the pain was pretty concentrated it was around bad. my kidney and yeah. it was so, so bad. And then of course, Tommy wasn't able to go back with yeah, me. So, so I was trying to hobble through the hospital by myself. Get your CT and um, the whole thing. Yeah. Just to get a CT scan. Let me just say, okay, just, seven hours. just to get First of all, it took me six and a half hours, but also I had to tell them I cannot get on the C. I can't get on the actual bed for the CT scan. I can't lift my leg. And they didn't lift me. They said, well, we'll just give you a little bit of some, like some morphine. It'll help you. No, I mean, I I could feel the morphine, (laughs) but it actually did not really help that pain situation to get onto the CT scan. I, I almost felt like the pain was worse than childbirth. Okay. Wow. Like. It was intense. Yes. I've had two kids. I've gone through some natural labor for at least 10 hours before I had an epidural. This was worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. So note to self, everyone who has carpeted stairs, hold on to that banister. Every time I'm going yeah. down the stairs now, <laughs> I'm holding on to that banister for dear And don't life. wear long, like silky yes. type pajama pants because that got caught wear. under your foot. 
is definitely yeah. the short person's enemy, okay? Short people problems over here. Mm-hmm. I cannot wear long loungewear because this is not the first time this has happened to me. When Brandon was a baby, I was wearing long um, pajama pants, and the same thing happened. Of course, I'm focused on saving the baby, not myself, mm-hmm. but I was also in my 20s, and it's just not the same. You fall no. down the stairs now. That hurts a lot more. Yeah, it's, it's like... like you, you think... <laughs> Am I even bother getting up? (laughs) I'm just going to stay here till the pain goes away. It may be a couple of weeks. I've done the same thing like early, early mornings, but I, I, I hurt my arm because I caught myself on the banister, but it's like Mm -hmm. my entire weight, like all of a sudden, you know, five in the morning was caught by one arm and you still woke you up. It was loud. Well, Tommy, when Um, a six, three, 200 pound man (laughs) falls down the stairs, you hear it. But you are doing much better now. It was uh, definitely some rest, actually, with you know, with back because it was ended up being just kind of a really deep bruise and kind of maybe some strain here and there. You, it, staying active is actually better. So like not stretching and doing yoga, but mm-hmm. you know, moving and keeping I'm back it active. At the gym. Yeah, yeah, but you know, being sensitive walking, around it. Yeah, mm-hmm, pretty quickly. But yeah, it was it was pretty painful. So that that threw our week into a, a bit of a. Not a tailspin, but a whirlwind. Yeah, and so this is just a few days before we're supposed to actually leave for um, one of our most recent trips. We went down to Miami. Um, It was just kind of like a delayed birthday celebration because my birthday landed on Mother's Day. So we took a regular five-day vacation of like days off, but we split it up amongst two trips, kind of back-to-back weekends. We've never done that before, and that was interesting. So we did Miami, just me and you. Mm -hmm. And then the following weekend, we just got back from Universal, and we took the boys, and we did a kind of a five day over the weekend yeah. trip to universal. So, um, a lot of fun. It's the first time we had flown in a long time. So it's been over a year. Yeah. yeah. So we were kind of, all right, let's see how this goes. But it's kind of one of those things. If you just wear a mask, don't fuss about stuff. Like nobody bothered anybody. There was no oh, issues. Yeah. Like yeah. the I airport mean, was fine. Not, I mean, that, my mask my kept sliding do. down and you know, then they would kind of remind you me. You did get yelled at a couple of times. Yelled is aggressive. They were like, you're out of here. Yeah. I'm just fine. <laughs> but imagine that. If everyone just kind of acts normal and just goes about their business, uh, there's no issues on flights. Yeah. Right? People aren't getting into fight. I've never Wait, seen... the like, Southwest flight. Yeah, just we just saw that face. somebody just got punched in the face. Actually, the flight the attendant. The flight attendant got punched in the face and lost two teeth. It's like, come on, people. What is wrong with yeah, you? Flight attendants don't get paid enough to get punched in the face, yeah. people, okay? Now, there's, you know, I know that there's been some situations where little tiny kids, little toddlers, you know, how do you keep a mask on a two, three-year-old or a two-and-a-half-year-old, right? So, like, the rules, technically, anybody over two is supposed to wear a mask the entire flight. That's unreasonable to expect a two-and-a-half-year-old mm-hmm. to keep a mask on. And to, a family got kicked off a Southwest flight because the two-year-old wouldn't leave the mask on or something, it's like, come on, like common sense has got to kick in, right? It's not a jerk, you know, I'm not wearing my mask, you know, yeah, I causing can't, an issue. I can't but, with Southwest flights. They just give me right? serious anxiety. But there were small kids on our flight. Clearly, we're flying down to Florida. There's going to yeah. be kids on our flight every single time. The Orlando flight was filled with kids. And there were a couple littles that weren't wearing their masks the whole time. I don't care. I mean, and the flight attendants didn't Nobody say should anything. Care. Like, They're, yeah, nobody should care. But I'm just saying if Southwest is making such a big deal about these toddlers. It seems to be, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, know. We've if seen maybe it's the, the, the flyers were causing issues. Who knows? Who knows? But There's Florida, a lot of activity on their flights. <laughs> Florida, everybody, is open. And, yeah. Um, so Miami first, was great. Miami was, was wide open, mm-hmm. uh, both like wide open and hardly anybody wearing masks. You still had people who would wear 
a double uh, mask and then a full plastic shield, but they'd be in their like party in gear. In 90 degree weather. <laughs> in their, in their club dress, in right? In their club dress. <laughs> no, yeah, Miami was a good time actually. We did. We stayed in South Beach. So yeah. we had never stayed in South Beach. We stayed at, in Miami Beach and then, um, gone to South Beach, but we never actually kind of stayed right in the middle of it. So yeah. that was, uh. That was fun. It was a good time. We stayed, so we stayed at the Hotel Victor, which is a smaller boutique hotel. Very cool. Um, and previous years, we've stayed at some of the larger places in Miami Beach, like the Fontainebleau, the Miami uh, Edition. So it was nice, just a different experience to stay at a smaller boutique hotel. The mm-hmm. service was great. We were directly across from the beach. It had a really cute restaurant, and everything was walkable. Yeah, we just bars. walked the entire time. Took and the a couple people Ubers, watching, the people watching, is next level. It really is. That was that was entertainment in itself. Free entertainment. The people watching was there our are point. people <laughs> that they don't care. No, they really everyone's like, doing. I look good, and I don't I'm care. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> I'm having a good time. I'm confident. I look good. Yeah, and I'm I gonna love have, it. I'm gonna have fun. There was there was just a lot of. There was, I didn't, we didn't have, no, we didn't stay out till three in the morning. So who knows? But there there was almost no issues. Again, people were just having a good time. Yeah. Um, doing their thing. Yeah. No issues at all. There was no mask shaming. I'll tell you the only mask shaming was there was like a few universal employees and I know they're just doing their job. Yeah. Right. So universal just, yeah. So universal just changed the rules based on the new Florida, um, like like the Florida state level mandates. Yeah. Or the CDC guidelines too. So universal only in rides or in venues, um, and it's those kind in of things. rides in a restaurant. Yeah, any in any venue the where you're indoor. in. Yeah, indoor. So that made it definitely easier because I'm sure they were probably walking around snapping at people before outside, outside yeah. prior to this. But uh, I can't imagine in that there was, heat. Oh my you goodness. know, there was there was a few employees that like. What they have a little bit of a power, so it was they, only on a couple of like, rides. Yeah, it's like, yeah. come on, people, relax. But I felt like they were, you know, maybe all those three D little... glasses fogging up with if you, if you wear your mask over your nose. Yeah. So I would pull it down all the time, mm-hmm. and then every once in a while, Just put so your you mask could, up. Well, oh, so you could like, see. You can't see without the three D yeah. glasses working. You can't see anything. But again, like I have my thoughts on masks, but I'm not going to be a jerk to anybody about it, right? Yeah. Like I'll follow the rules and just move on with my life. But I love the approach that one of your friends kind of talks about. Is like. Um, you know, masks are not normal, so I'm just going to act normal, but follow the rules and, and just not, uh, not make a big deal out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, so Florida's open people. Yeah. Florida's Go. wide open. We had a really good time. Um, Miami, always a good time. Yeah. Um, we actually went to one of my favorite restaurants, which is Hakkasan. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't gone in years. And here's the thing. What's really weird is the fact that we hadn't flown in such a long time. We were normally flying like every six weeks and you probably more often because of travel because for of work. work. Yeah. But this is a big deal for me to actually get out, get on a plane and get the <laughs> heck out of here because I've literally been suffocated by this, like no travel for the last year. I yeah. It's, it's, um, sucks. I mean, we've, we've drove, driven a little bit, but when like, I'm, I'm thriving with me in a suitcase, <laughs> sunglasses heading to, in hand. And heading like, to Caribbean and I'm headed somewhere warm. Oops, I don't, yeah. Winter temperatures, Palm not so much, but yeah. The, uh, but I have to say oh, as a general statement, at least with our limited experience, so far in Florida with all this stuff, Florida is, uh, arms wide open with people. Uh, they're, they're welcoming. There's not been, there's no issues. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, so, I was incredibly busy. Actually, I was surprised. I was really surprised. Um, too. I, I kind of thought like maybe we snuck in before the summertime. So maybe it was going to be a little busy or not as busy. No, it was busy. Yeah. <laughs> here's a little tip for everybody who's getting or preparing to travel this year. If you don't have a TSA pre-check, go ahead and get one. Trust me, you'll thank me later. Because yeah. if you don't have pre-check, you're waiting in a ridiculously long line. It's um, true. Yeah, security's long. It yeah, was It, was it saved us so much time. Yeah. And even in Orlando, like leaving, I think just in the regular line, they had a sign that said, if you're at this point, you're waiting 40 minutes. So right. get that pre-check. Trust me. So... So that is that is what we've been up to. It was it was such a good time to spend with our boys. We haven't been on the four of us all on one trip in a long time. Yeah, since Italy. And uh, and so it was really just a great time together. Mm-hmm. And we so needed I'm really, that. Really thankful for that. And now I'm planning our next trip. There you go. <laughs> so in recent news, um, I'm sure by now most of you have probably heard about the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce filing um scandalous it really is i mean they've got 27 years under their belt marriage um and it's it's there's certain i guess there's speculation around the why you know the Mm -hmm. reason we'll never really know the the true reason i'm sure because you don't really know what goes on behind closed doors but the couple um after 27 years has decided to part ways they feel like they have they i think their words were we can no longer we don't feel like we can grow together moving mm. forward that's a so, nice way of politically it's kind of like that conscious correct. uncoupling thing uh, you, you know, know that what? people like, came up with years ago one person came up with well i Gwyneth mean it caught Paltrow. on but it caught has on. it really have people been yes, using people that using that all the time now it's consciously coupling yeah that bothers me but anyhow <laughs> Or they could just be like, we don't like each other anymore. I don't know. No, she's got to make everything dramatic. (laughs) Rip the Band-Aid off. But yeah, so after 27 years, they are parting ways. Um, I think at this point, they are said to be worth maybe close to $130 billion. (laughs) I think it's it's more, like $160 now. Oh, is it? Yeah, I saw something in Forbes. $130, $160, potato, potato. I mean... At the end of the day, finances are probably not the reason why they're parting ways. Yeah. um, So, you know... In terms of the speculation, like why are they splitting after all these years? There are a number of reasons that I've heard that are kind of been thrown out there. Um, 20 years ago, and I think he admitted to this, uh, mm-hmm. Gates had said that he was unfaithful. I think this was actually someone like who... A co- like a co-worker or a staffer or something? Manager, so it was oh, a money manager. It was a co It was a money manager oh, okay. that worked for, I think, Microsoft at the time. Mm. Um, he had reportedly had this affair, I think, in the early 2000s. And... Which is terrible, right? Which is terrible. So let's just say that. So we don't probably, know. I guess it hasn't been said if she knew the whole time or just found out. We don't. Do you know that? Um, I so didn't read I, a lot of it. Yeah. So she actually did find out um, because it came out, and so back then, okay, and then, you know, they broke it off. He and this uh, mistress. <laughs> so they broke it off. This was you know twenty years ago, and I guess she decided we can still move forward. Now they had young children at the time, too. right? So, so we I don't mean, know what that was. Yeah. But. That's terrible, but what's really weird is the other scenario that came that came out. Yeah, this whole agreement he had with yeah, his have you wife. Guys heard of I this? guess okay, so he basically told his wife, "Look, you know, when I guess I'm 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 let's say I'm Bill. Hey, look, I want to marry you, but the deal is once a year I'm going to have this little tryst with my ex-girlfriend. Like high school sweetheart like this, girlfriend or what? Who was she? I don't think it was a high school sweetheart. Maybe um, college years. Um, long maybe, before he was Bill Gates, right? Yeah, like, b- before Melinda existed in his life, he right. had had this relationship. Or before he was Bill Bill Gates billionaire. Oh, probably. Right. I'm sure. You know, mm-hmm. a, a, an up and comer, and but anyway, so he 
made this agreement with his spouse um, and she agreed to it. She said, sure. So once a year he was going off, I don't know, to Tahiti or whatever and having this little tryst with his ex-girlfriend. Now, maybe she agreed to it initially saying, you know what, whatever, he'll get over it or he'll never actually move forward with it. I think it was a poor choice to agree with it, but yeah, we don't know. Nevertheless, she did. Has she explained her rationale on that? That thing? was never explained. Yeah. I don't think she ever really. I mean, she doesn't discussed. owe it to us, right? No. But we can speculate like, all we want. Give me the deets, Melinda. So, anyways, so <laughs> I think that maybe over so time. So, what would I do if I went if I if I wanted to have a tryst with my ex my ex high school sweetheart? That would be me. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I get to have that tryst all the time. <laughs> You want to take me somewhere? Hell sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree to this, Trist. But so she agrees to this, and I'm thinking maybe over time some resentment started to build up. Okay, and that could be a piece of it. It, right? it could have, right? That's 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 never healthy. Period. Like I can't imagine a scenario where that's healthy. Unless she's like, now, you know what? I've seen him too much over the last few weeks. Get the heck out of the house. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Let her. Like, okay, but now it's coming out, right? I know you're kind of j- joking, joking about it, but I like, would never agree to this nonsense. The only, you know, if like you hear about situations of like not arranged marriages, but like marriages that are at at some point just for convenience, where they both partners, yeah, I mean. like we're both partners, stay married just for the sake of finances or. They run it like a business. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. like, or their image because they're in the public eye or they're, you know, Mm -hmm. you hear about those types of scenarios, but like if this was done thinking that this was healthy, Mm -hmm. like that's just really poor thinking. Well, I don't even know if, if, you know, when you get to a certain point in your life of power and success, do you really think his thought process was, is this healthy or this is what I want? It more, it sounds as though to me that this was presented to her. As, if you want this, uh, this comes along he, with it. And if he had that, you know, cause he, they, they married once he was already well, well on he his way. He was already yeah, yeah, so, successful. Not where he is. Now, I don't know. But, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately there's those power plays come into effect. It's, mm-hmm. it's, un, it's, it's a poor way of looking at a marriage, but you know, it's not my marriage. Um, yeah it would be wrong of me to try to like leverage something. And just as it would be wrong of you to try to leverage something like that. It's not healthy. If you want that healthy marriage. Right. Um, I agree. And the other thing that actually was, this one's really uh, interesting. Yeah. So this, and by the way, it has come out. So she actually started moving forward with her divorce moves Mm -hmm. um, as far as speaking to different attorneys and as early as early 2019. So this was, Mm, this was back when, yes, Back when the Epstein yeah. um, scandal or, um, you know, the sex trafficking, all of that had come, you know, obviously into light. And she also at the time was aware that her husband, Bill Gates, um, had had a relationship, working relationship with Epstein. Now, I don't think he needed Epstein in his corner no. for financial security no, right? or opportunity. So why would he? So what was he? the purpose? Exactly. Yeah. So why else would you want to... There is so much person. power and money keeping that Epstein, the, the real truth from coming out. There's so much power involved because it involves power mm-hmm. across the world or around the country, at least in all levels in, in the tech world, in the political world, Republicans, Democrats, like they're all in cahoots. <laughs> I'm convinced to keep that squashed. I'm surprised yeah. that Galeen or Galeen or whatever her name is, is still alive. I really mm-hmm. am. 
but she's also not in the news. So I think everybody's just like, don't look over here. Mm-hmm. That has definitely nothing, quieted down. Nothing to see here. Well, right? it said that Melinda actually had issues with the relationship um, back in, I want to say 2011, mm-hmm. um, when he was actually. Wow, well, 2011? Be, yeah, wow. in 2011, when he was flying, he flew on Epstein's jet. Um, there were multiple times that he had traveled with him. I don't know if he went over and visited that island. Um, what is it, in St. Thomas or St. Yeah. John or something? Yeah. Um, so she had had issues and voiced her concern. She did want the relationship squashed. And that was before anything had come out about him, right? That was before anything came out. Did so she just have an instinct back, or just kind of didn't smell right? Did I she think say? when things really rose to the surface and she saw that, if, if this is accurate, mm-hmm. okay, allegedly, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if she went to see attorneys in 2019... It is a little timely. You know what I mean? It, it seems like she uh, figured, oh, I don't want anything to do with this. If there's other things oh, that are going to Oh, if stuff comes out, I don't right, want to be involved. Right. Because I want to, maybe, yeah, hopefully. Not only that, yeah. because here's the thing. If it does come out, guess what would happen? His assets would be frozen. Okay? And that it, could affect... Uh, yeah. There would. It and could, then yeah. his if kids it was, probably... If it came to that, yeah. Yeah. Not that... Their kids, I think they're giving them... Com- compared to what they're actually <laughs> worth, they're giving them probably peanuts. For us, I'd be like, oh, that's fantastic. I'm a millionaire. But the other thing I was thinking about, she could potentially um, want to protect the assets and make sure that her children, yeah, you know, are... their financial security mm-hmm. is not, you know, put in jeopardy because of his buffoonery if he, you know, was involved in anything along those lines with, you know, the... I, I didn't think about it the, the timing. Yeah, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure she's got really expensive lawyers that are giving her a lot of good advice. And, you know, so I mean, she's smart. She's, yeah, that's she's, you know. Well, I mean, they may be giving her like legal trust, right? And you know, asset management advice mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, it's unfortunate because, I mean, it's always unfortunate. It's always you know you hate to see divorce. Period. But you do like to see examples of solid marriages mm-hmm. were people that are in the, in the spotlight. Right. And so the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, how many times you heard that, that just that phrase, right? right. They, they support a lot of great causes. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, spent billions on, you know, helping the poor around the world or the mm-hmm. impoverished. So, you know, you, you well, hope that the marriage that makes up that name is solid, but mm-hmm. you know what? It's not right. And I, I don't know what all the the root cause totally was, you know, I think they're going to keep some of it hidden if, if possible, but, uh, there are clearly the, the infidelity and the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, <laughs> this weird arrangement every year. I mean, it's odd. How is that? How is that? I don't know if this is like a rich workable. people thing, like, you know, making How's arrangements. That yeah. I have no idea, but here's what, <laughs> you know, there's so much speculation around it, you know, with all these different potential reasons as to why, which leads us to the three eyes, the three eyes. Um, so, you know, the three eyes that could potentially lead to divorce, um, or maybe typically do in some cases. Um, and so, so can you just kind of back up one step? So yeah. you, 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 you said, Hey, let's do the three eyes of that lead to divorce. Mm-hmm. And did you, where, where did you see that? Like, was that something that I seen an article somewhere okay. about the three eyes and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Not to say that these are the only things, right. but these are kind of like the things that you typically see on, I guess, divorce papers, yeah. you know, where people yeah. would normally put, which the first one would be irreconcilable differences. Mm. How many times have we heard that, you know, especially with a lot of people like you mentioned that are in the spotlight. Yeah. We'll say, Oh, why are they divorcing irreconcilable differences? What does that mean? It's this broad. I I mean, I guess it's, there's real 
the actual words, what it means are real. But then there's kind of like, it seems to be like this legal catch all. Mm -hmm. If it's allowed, you know, no fault type divorce or something state, depending on the state laws, it's like this kind of just, yeah, let's just say irreconcilable differences. Right. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, let's, let's just focus on the real things that could be irreconcilable. Yeah. Right. So how finances, to manage, yeah, yeah. how to manage finances. And yeah. That's I mean, really that's one of deal. the actually biggest causes of divorce is, mm-hmm. you know, if, if one person wants, you know, it's, there's tends to be a saver and a, and a spender in a marriage, but that doesn't mean it's irreconcilable. You can mm-hmm. still manage it, you know, accordingly. But if you have a fundamental difference in how you want to spend money or you fight over money all the time, that mm-hmm. that's a... Or hiding money. Or hiding. Yeah. There's all sorts mm-hmm. of ways that could go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or spending, like, uh, we've heard stories of, of hoarding money because of this, like, absolute fear of not having anything to the mm-hmm. point where you're, you're sacrificing the now for things your family really needs. Yeah. Right? So there's that end. There's spending money that you don't have or, or hiding credit card, you know, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of ways to go. Um, lack of sexual intimacy, yeah. you know, I mean, that's a real, that could be a real irreconcilable difference, you know, that, that well, kind of I mean, boils up over time. Yeah. We're created to, ha- we we're created where we need touch and we need that intimacy, connection. Yeah. yeah. We need that with our spouse, whether it's a hug, a kiss or more like you need to, that's part of feeling loved yeah. and wanted. I'm not saying like, Everybody's, you know, every, every marriage has their own cadence and patterns and mm-hmm. needs, you know, for each, each, each partner. But mm-hmm. if they're fundamentally different and there's, and it's not fixable, then yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. Because once you start going down that path, I'm not saying everybody, but some, unfortunately, some couples that start going down that path mm-hmm. where they stop having that sexual intimacy or any affection at all, sometimes they have a hard time finding their way back. You know, it almost can get, I guess, awkward. Uh, stale maybe yeah yeah and then the last one we kind of talked about was like extended family issues right yeah because how do you control that you know what i mean like how do you control if you have extended family that is maybe causing an issue attacking your spouse yeah and lines have Uh, been drawn or loyal people feel torn or loyal to their or you've family. attempted to draw a line and the line still across you. <laughs> yeah. You can draw yeah. a line all you want. But I mean, if, as far as like how that then breaks up a marriage, it's mm-hmm. going to be, I think that tends to be that torn mm-hmm. or that sense of, of being torn with, with who you're loyal to. You're loyal to your spouse or your, mm-hmm. your mom or your brother. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's, it can definitely get more complicated. You know, if you live with your parents, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you're like in a multifamily home, if your parents still hold the purse strings, you know I mean? If you're yeah. from a family where maybe that's yeah. a potential issue, or I don't know. If, yeah. If, if, or if, you know, if like you said, like that attacking on the spouse mm-hmm. from the opposite, you know, opposite family and the, that the, the spouse that whose family is doing the attacking doesn't put their foot down and stop right. it. Like that's irreconcilable. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be really hard to, to get over. Mm-hmm. The second I is infidelity. Yeah. And I think this one, you know, as a general rule speaks for itself, unfortunately, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have talked about on this, on this podcast quite a bit, our views on marriage and that it's not a relationship. It's not a contractual, it's not a contract. It's not a business arrangement. It's a covenant. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a, a lifelong commitment to one another through thick and thin, through the good and the bad, um, you grow together. It, I love the word. It just kind of, it's this, it's like unbreakable. Mm -hmm. The goal being it being unbreakable, but infidelity is probably the, probably the easiest way to break a covenant marriage. Yeah. I would think. Right. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that broken trust can, 
can it be rebuilt? I mean, I think in some situations maybe it can, and then there's probably others that maybe it can't, you know, and, and that's why, you know, in that situation with Bill and Melinda kind of teeing it up, I don't know. Maybe that's something that they were able, because that was 20 years ago, and they moved past it. Maybe other things came to, to the surface where it... it yeah, if, we don't know, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think in that situation... And then situation a yearly with, tryst? Yeah, that that's was, I mean, that was could, quote accepted or agreed upon. Like, what if it did build, like you said, resentment over time? Right, and you then know? it's like maybe she was trying to heal from that twenty years ago, and it mm. continuously picked away at the scab. I don't know, but infidelity. Um, I've seen a lot of couples that have been able to, whether they're in the spotlight or not, move forward from that situation. But that really takes two. You know, it yeah. takes both people working towards that, not just the one. The one that you know, obviously either did the act or the one who's on the receiving end of the betrayal, it takes both parties. It does. Um, and it can take years, you know, for, yeah. for someone to work through that. But, um, and I think it also depends on the, the situation and what happened and the level, you know, mm-hmm. it's all bad. It's all terrible, but you know, an affair, an extended affair or multiple affairs versus, it's you know, emotional yeah, or physical or, just, I, mean, I think there's, there's different depths and levels and, um, and it really depends as like you said, it takes both parties, right? So mm-hmm. there's so much of it depends on how, how much effort the the person that did the, that had the affair did mm-hmm. had you know, committed the, the act, how much they change, how much they commit, you know, mm-hmm. and then how much the person that was, was, uh, it was committed on how much they're willing to mm-hmm. and able to, to forgive and move forward and, right. and try to heal, you know, mm-hmm. or want to, but they have the right, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Like you can, that's the easiest way to break up a marriage. I think. Mm-hmm. Right. The last one is, uh, incompatibility. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because obviously you marry somebody because you feel like you're compatible. Right. You know? So I was like, incompatibility doesn't make sense to me. Why would I marry this person in the first place? You know, all of a sudden after three years of dating, five years of dating, I'm like, wait a second, we have nothing in, <laughs> right. in common. That doesn't make sense. So actually that one means that over time, your views may become completely opposite, whether it's political views, which I think last year may have caused some issues with you yeah. know, a lot of politics religious views you know some people may may that, not have that, a religious view when they first meet or they at all they, and then they started you know they became uh, you know they, they started following a certain religion mm-hmm. after the marriage yeah you know started, and that can that's a real incompatibility issue yeah so that can definitely because especially if they have kids you know agreeing on whether or not they raise their children mm-hmm. with In a certain, certain faith. faith yeah yeah so that's why i was i was thinking i was thinking about it differently but that makes sense to me um i'm not saying that's a that should be the nail in the coffin. Um, but that's definitely a real reason, you know, especially yeah. how to raise your children because that can cause a really divided home. Sure. And I think that that speaks to the importance of, uh, premarital counseling mm-hmm. and really kind of, you know, making sure that, you know, the, the, the saying opposite, opposite to track, right. There's a lot of lot to that. We're completely opposite in so many ways, What? but we're not incompatible. We're not opposites. We, of course we are. <laughs> We, we are, but that a lot of that compliments, wait a second, <laughs> come on, but we complement each other in so many things and we're absolutely compatible. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, you know, music likes or dislikes, you know, these, these are like, in, like core level things, right? Your religion, your religious views, your political views. That's, that's pretty, I know political views can maybe seem superficial, but like 
Hey, people that, get really fired up about not that. Not just like Democrat versus Republican, but like how you approach the world mm-hmm. a lot of ways is political, right? So yeah. yeah, those are bigger, those are big issues. Not like, do you like this type of food, you know, mm-hmm. or do you like sports or not? I mean, there's all these other like, yeah, what music do you like? I don't yeah. think that's going to really shake up a household. Right. So I think, um, yeah, the incompatibility is more at the core type of level mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's really hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about coming back from any one of these? I mean, right. is it possible? You know, I think the, um, the irreconcilable differences, I, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. If the belief and the core, I go back to the covenant marriage view that we have like if you don't have a covenant marriage view it's really that those those quote irreconcilable differences Mm -hmm. they they take a life they take on a life of their own Mm -hmm. if they're not under an umbrella of we are committed to each other Mm -hmm. we will work through these little things and not let them become irreconcilable right yeah if we disagree on money then we, we were committed to working through and finding a, a, the right compromise. Sometimes that means I change. Sometimes that means you change. Sometimes that means we both change. Mm-hmm. But we're committed at the core to our marriage. It's covenant-based. Yeah. Not, well, we'll see if this works out, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that irreconcilable differences, if you view your marriage differently, that you can absolutely come back from those things, mm-hmm. but you do have to kind of change. I think your approach and your your core belief of what a marriage is. Otherwise, yeah. those things are just gonna they're just gonna grow and grow and grow, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're signing your divorce papers and you just cite irreconcilable differences. Well, almost I think with irreconcilable differences at the core of it can be a lot of stubbornness, and we're looking at a lot of those issues where I don't want to budge, or the other or you wouldn't want to budge. Yeah. Um, You know, other than extended family issues, which you can also be stubborn if you don't want to be the person to say, hey, this needs to stop. Or cowardly. You're cowardly, yeah. Right, because you don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt my mom or I don't, I can't, I can't go into my mom, you know, even if, if, and mom, if you're listening, this is not about you. My (laughs) mother-in-law's an angel. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if it's like, you kind of hear, it seems that that a lot of times that's a situation where it's like. The husband's mom mm-hmm. maybe is overbearing or controlling mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe rude or self, um, you know, passive aggressive to the wife and the wife gets upset and the husband just kind of feels like they're in the middle. No, like, like a tug of war, like a tug of war. Just be, yeah, it's, it's not, yeah, of course you're supposed to honor and love mm-hmm. your, your mom, but your wife is, is the most important relationship in, in, on the planet to a husband. Mm-hmm. It should be. And vice versa, right? You know, you're, you, we should be more loyal to each other over our parents, our sisters, our brothers, anything else. And the rest will fall in line, I think. I'm loyal to you, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the infidelity, you know, you ask, can we come back from that? We, we kind of hit on it. But I th- that's probably the hardest. I really yeah. think so. I think couples can. I've seen couples come, yeah. come back from that. It's a long um, road. That's something that I obviously strongly believe that marital counseling is an absolute must. You need somebody objective um, that, yeah, that because... you can trust that, that has your both of your best interests at heart. Right. Yeah. That's why object objectivity and, and who you seek out because when, when you, going back to the family piece, right, mm-hmm. there's going to be fierce loyalty probably a lot of mm-hmm. times, a lot of anger and a lot of one way guidance that you'll get from somebody you get one-sided yeah i I think counseling needs to happen for both 
whomever the adulterer is um, and then the person on the receiving end of the betrayal because that's and it may be together and separately because those are two different completely different issues obviously the person who committed the crime mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's a crime committed the crime yeah. needs to work through a number of different issues right. that even led up to what happened there's some deep seated problems there but um, I, I think, think there's a way back but it's hard it's, it's, yeah, I think it, it'd be a long road. A lot and, of commitment. Yeah. A but lot again, of, yeah. you know, if, if the person who was betrayed mm-hmm. feels like they can't move forward from it, um, then I, I think it's, I mean, it's pretty clear, you know, if you break that covenant, that yeah. person has that option to uh, part ways, you know, so. Absolutely. But incompatibility, what do you think about that? I think that it, it's similar to irreconcilable differences, although this is more core level stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that one don't be incompatible, you know, heading into your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if there are incompatibility issues, I still think it goes back to what are, what's our core belief about our marriage, mm-hmm. right? And so some of those incompatible things in the big picture, maybe you they're not as important as you think, right? So if we're fully committed to each other, 100%, mm-hmm. but we differ politically, like mm-hmm. you can kind of leave some of that stuff at the table, at the door, right? There's yeah. some, some things you can you can work through and still... Uh, kind of come back from, or there may be some compromise that are, mm-hmm. you know, what are seemed to be incompatible issues such as religion or, mm-hmm. um, you know, political views or, 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 I mean, gosh, how to raise the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong and I need to change mm-hmm. and I need to look at the big picture of what's imp- most important, my pride or my marriage. Yeah. Right. And it, there's so many ways it could go, but I think it, it, there is, it, it's not as hard as the, the infidelity. That's such an emotional toll and break breaking of trust like mm-hmm. arguing over politics is important arguing over how to raise the kids yeah that absolutely matters mm-hmm. but it's not a an emotional betrayal that has that deep-seated hurt mm-hmm. but i think that yeah i think you can come back from you know incompatible incompatibility such a hard word to say it's a tongue twister right um, i thought it was just me yes but again it's it's looking at what's the big picture what's most important mm-hmm. you know if you view your marriage as a covenant yeah that it's, it is a, we are committed to each other hundred mm-hmm. percent, then you can almost rest. There's like a foundation you can rest on that like, we'll work out the rest. Yeah. You know, I agree. I think actually it reminds me of a quote that I had posted on our destination marriage Instagram. And I may not know word for word, but it was something <laughs> along the lines of, um, the goal is not to think alike, mm-hmm. but to think or to think together it basically like we need to come together even if we may not think yeah you know of every every single thing the exact same way you know i like you know tomatoes you like potatoes i like whatever no i'm a potato no. person <laughs> Nope, know. you ruined it kuiper i'm not i'm not trying to go like down my <laughs> political path or like that. i'm just saying if you're, you're right if you have a different preference than i do when it comes to sports whatever it may be at the end of the day, who are we together as husband and wife? And what do we want for our home? There's other things you can work through it. I think a lot of that also is going to be communication. Yep. Um, because, you know, a huge piece of when you get married is you can't be selfish, you know. So if you want to stick to your views and your way of doing things, that's a selfish mindset. It's never going to work. Right. All those other things are just going to fester. Right. All the three eyes. And then, then all of a sudden you're going to be on Jeffrey Epstein's island next thing you know. I'll pass. But you know what? We need to start working on that little weekend trust you wanted to take your high school sweetheart on. Amen. That would be me. Start working on that. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.
We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews and we will answer any questions at feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage and visit our website at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.